Hello and welcome to this latest CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. In this episode, I chat to Belinda Borg, impact editor at Tony's Chocoloni, on how the company is progressing with its mission to make 100% slave-free the norm in chocolate. But first, I ask Belinda what her main takeaways from Tony's recent annual report are. Take a listen. Thanks for having me. Uh, very excited to be here. And um, yeah, first of all, for us, it's always a nice laboratory moment uh, to take stock, to crunch the numbers and really to write it all up and uh, have a look around. Yeah. And I would say, um, yeah, the, the crucial things, of course, that we look at first and foremost is the kind of impact we had over the past year. Mm -hmm. So that is on the one hand, um, the amount of farmers, of course, that we've managed to pay the premium out to. That's nearly 9,000. So that is great. So um, that's that's definitely one of our big successes. I would say that otherwise we can also talk about um, a massive amount of uh, bean, bean growth. So that's definitely something that um, we are very, very happy with because, um, yeah, the more beans we source, the more impact we can have. Um, yeah, we're at over 12,500 metric tons, which is amazing. And especially also in that context regarding our mission, what's great is to see how many beans were already sourced by our mission allies, because it's not only about Tony's, but it is actually about the broader context, of course, and changing the industry, which means that especially if our mission allies are growing, that means also the broader um, mission is spread and the impact is expanded in that context. Great. So all is happy in Tony's Chocoloni world, would you say? <laughs> well, um, so we're definitely having an impact. And so th that is definitely the positive side of it. Okay. Of course, what you're hinting at right now are <laughs> already our... <laughs> our financial numbers in that context and um, yeah let me get into that so um, we are an impact company and um, we make chocolate of course and uh, that means we put people over profit that's a bot bottom line of it but on the other hand uh, we do want to lead by example and part of leading by example means that we want to have an impact while also making a profit and as you already hinted at now, um, that's not what we're reporting this year in this report. However, that also has something to do with just a couple of projects that in the end ended up on the balance sheets. And um, that's fine because um, this is also part of our innovative spirit, really, because we keep on evolving, we keep on learning. And um, yeah, basically, we try out a couple of things that might be a bit out there, that might be a bit different. Um, that's a risk we take, and in the end, that's part of the fun, really. Yes, yes. And I, I know your chief executive, Hans, you know, I was at your last um, live annual affair, that would be two years ago, you know, and he was very brash, very upbeat about, you know, the fact that, you know, I think he'd made, they'd made like five, 10, 20 euros profit or something, he said, and he was going to buy a beer with that. And he was very happy, you know, with, with that state of affairs, because you, as you say, Tony's is not, profit driven it's impact driven and um, as long as you can balance the books in whichever way i guess you know you feel comfortable with your fi your finance officer he, he he sounds very comfortable against you know what your mission then then that's fine you've got to keep the lights on i guess you people have got to be paid and you know you've got a commitment to a lot of lot of staff yeah absolutely and i would say so um absolutely the kind of safety and um yeah the mission driven focus is something that we are very proud of but i would also emphasize definitely this element and uh, spirit of fun that we do have in there because it is absolutely a thing for us to also say yeah we might do things a bit differently and that might also reflect for one year then in the books but that's 
that's also okay, right? Because the way to really change something also in the industry will only happen if every now and then we kind of, yeah, try out a new and maybe untrodden path. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and I think what's, what's important as well for listeners who perhaps don't know Tony Shokaloni is, you know, you pay, you, you pay way above the, um, the premium for, for towards farmers towards cocoa farmers so you pay more than fair trade would would pay and and last year i, I see you've you paid out three nearly four million in premiums and that's that's pretty that's a huge um a huge commitment isn't it um so you are making that commitment but still farmers are in poverty aren't they it's a mm-hmm. it's a cocoa problem it's not a tony's problem it's a cocoa industry problem it's a it's a global problem it's a society problem and you know again as, as as you highlight in your um in your report you know the price of cocoa has dropped this year in cote d'ivoire and ghana how 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 can tony's um make continue to make a difference um with with what you do and do you need wider support from 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 other stakeholders from other people would you say Um, Yeah, you've definitely already touched upon a couple of points there. So first of all, you've mentioned the higher price for cocoa, which is for us one of the five elements that really do make a difference. So we call them our sourcing principles. So it's absolutely true. So paying a higher cocoa price is crucial and is absolutely needed. But it also needs to go hand in hand with a couple of other things. So that, for example, means you really need to know your supply chain to be able to take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And knowing the supply chain means we need 100% traceability. So that's part of it. On top of that, we also really want to see systemic change. And that's also already then in a second leading to the aspect of poverty that you also mentioned, because what we really need is we need a longer term horizon for the farmers to plan, to be able to plan into the future, to make future investments as well, to be able to take out loans, which is why we commit for the long term. And we also work with strong cocoa cooperatives in that context and then of course also part of the calculation that we have regarding the living income reference price so the higher price for cocoa that we have calculated that enables a living income for farmers that also sets a certain productivity target and that's of course also something that we do want to support so we also invest in quality and productivity as kind of the fifth sourcing principle and all around so that is a package that we really look at and um, that we think will bring about systemic change and that will really also put human rights in the center and as the main focus here because that is in the end what really needs to change and that is something that um, we aim to achieve but we also we can't achieve it on our own this is the kind of approach to say really it needs to be people before profit this needs to be an industry-wide mind shift that needs to happen and um, yeah that's what we need all other chocolate companies to realize as well absolutely and you know you you have a your growth has been fantastic, but of course that means you are buying more cocoa, you're producing more, you are working with more cooperatives on the ground. And therefore, again, you know, as you've highlighted in your report, uh, your impact um, officer, Paul, you know, says, you know, you've, you've found more cases in your supply chain of child labor, more remediation cases, because you are, I guess, widening your net, aren't you? And it's... Um, 
you know, it's a problem within the within the industry. It's like how Tony's is doing everything it can um, to, to, to solve this problem, but it's still there. And probably with COVID as well, it's the cases are going to probably next year may see more even, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, um, every time we onboard new corps, that also means there's more children in scope. And we also yeah. see, and that's also what we've reported now, um, uh, what we see is that our child labor prevalence rates um, in the corps that we've worked with for the longest is actually very low so at 3.9 percent while the corps that we've just recently onboarded it is actually on the industry standard which is 50.5 percent so that is really one uh, in two children in the cocoa growing households and um but that also shows us there's work to be done and we are in the right place and that's also a part of our mentality that yes we are facing a massive issue and um yeah we have a quite bold mission here but on the other hand we can also really do something about it because we do see that it is working in the cooperatives that we've been working with and partnering with for the long term already so we are definitely in the right spot to change something and i think that is that is already a good first step well, I think a lot of uh, companies, a lot of people in the industry are, are looking at Tony's, you know, uh, as as a, as a brand that's trying to make a difference. Um, so um, I think you know you are you are leading the charge there to an extent. You're a smallish company, but you have a huge impact, and you're making with your marketing, with your promotions, with your advertising, with your your emission statements you know it, it all makes a huge huge difference so just back back to the uh, the the the, the, uh, the business side of it as well so the uk launch has contributed a huge amount to your to your revenue this year which is great uh, are there any new markets i think you mentioned germany or you were going to launch in germany did you as tony's Yes, exactly. No, so first of all, yeah, absolutely. Um, our UK team has been a bunch of superstars. They've been um, doing an incredible job there. And uh, yeah, that's, that is absolutely mm. great to see. Um, on top of that, um, yes, we've launched in uh, in Germany, but um, also on top of that, actually, so our combina combination of markets, as we call it in that context, is actually now uh, Germany, Austria and the Nordics. So that's also now an area where we do have... Uh, offices and then of course we've also been in the US um, already for a couple of years so we're also now um, growing there and kind of resettling into uh, New York City at the moment uh, so that's where the office is now based so um, right. we really see uh, yeah us settling in there and also yeah expanding and becoming a bit more of an international brand in that context so to be continued. What, what role can confectionery play in educating consumers regarding the sustainability and uh, and the environmental aspects of, of what they buy? Yeah, uh, nice question. So I would say um, we had a quite nice and to my mind quite catchy phrase in one of um, in our sweet solution campaign in the beginning of the year, which was um, once you know, you can't unknow. And I think that summary of it um, actually sums up what um, in the end, what the responsibility comes down to, which is an informed consumer decision is absolutely necessary because the consumers in the end have the power of the masses. And that then means that they therefore can influence the companies with their buying decision because the companies are in the, in the end the ones who have the power to change the status quo. And I think that's the bottom line of it where, um, yeah, it's kind of our responsibility to really make sure that everyone is informed about the issues in the cocoa industry and uh, that 
therefore can make informed decisions. Consumers are more willing now to buy, uh, to pay more for products that are sustainably sourced, that are transparent, that they know, you know, that they're good for them, good for the planet. So, but that has always been Tony's um, policy right from the beginning, hasn't it? It's slightly, been slightly more expensive. Yeah, exactly. So um, absolutely, we, we definitely pride ourselves in our quite crazy flavors as well, as we yeah. also have the crazy colors in there as well. Um, regarding the price point, what I would like to point out, however, mm. is that, of course, um, what we see in the end is that we think, um, yeah, the main amount of money should not be, it shouldn't be the consumer's responsibility to pay necessarily that much more, but it should be on the big chocolate companies to make a bit less profit and actually have that chunk end up in West Africa because that's really where the imbalance of the industry at the moment lies. So yes, while we do have a bit of a higher price point, it definitely comes down not only to the consumer making the informed decisions, but actually also to companies actually shifting their view of their profits and giving a bigger chunk to the beginning of the supply chain and to the farmers there. What should we look forward to next year? I mean, uh, what I definitely really look forward to is um, expanding our mission and growing together with our mission allies. So um, I would say I'm excited for hopefully the mission allies that will come on board over the next year. Belinda, thank you very much for your time and good luck for next year. And uh, we'll, we'll speak to you again very soon. Thank you.